0: MSW Media with swearing. Dear the beans, say beans. Dear
1: the beans, Silly beans.
0: Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Wednesday, November 25th, 2020. Today, Biden's cabinet nominees are officially announced and make public comments. YouTube has temporarily suspended and demonetized OAN. The Georgia Election Commission passes two new rules ahead of the Senate runoff's January 5th. The computer repairman at the center of the Hunter Biden laptop scandal skips town and closes shop. Kash Patel is leading the Pentagon transition. Trump's conspiracy theories could lose him Georgia in the runoffs and following the money behind two apparent spoiler candidates in Florida. I'm your host, A.G. All right, and joining us again today is Mandy Reeder. Hey, Mandy, how are you?
2: Hey, A.G. How's it going?
0: Ah, I am good. I made a quick, I just want to let everyone know I made a little bit of an error there in the intro. The Georgia Election Commission didn't pass two new rules. They kept two new rules alive. I'll talk about it during Hot Notes. But I'm I'm doing well. Um, This is our last show before our small holiday break here. So uh, I'm glad that you're joining us. I hope everything's good in your world.
2: Yeah, everything's good. Uh, I made an exciting trip to Trader Joe's when no one else was there early in the morning. So that is the most exciting part of my day so far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we lockdown life. Uh, how, how how was Trader Joe's? Was it was it crowded? Was it? Here's the trick: you end? gotta
2: go early in the morning, like eight a.m. when they first open. That's the ticket. Joelle and I like hmm. going so early. Sometimes we can't go that early because it's the seniors' hour, so we have to check. <laughs>
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's true, because here in, in San Diego, most of our grocery stores, like the first hour that they're open, mm-hmm. is for seniors, so... Yes, exactly. You know, gotta, gotta be careful. So, anyway, I'm a wild woman. I'm a wild woman, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> big party on a on a Tuesday? Sweet. Yep. <laughs> um. So, we have a big show. I've got news from under the radar. You and I are going to cover the headlines, then we're going to hit the good news, and... Remember how I told you that I got a special celebrity guest to read our holiday greetings poem Ooh, yes. <laughs> that I wrote while while watching Wrath of Khan? We're going to hear that in the C Block today. I'm not going to give away who the celebrity is, but I'll, t- I'll tell you later in the show. And I'm super excited about that as well. Uh, but we do have a lot of news to get to. So let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Hot notes. All right. So former Devin Nunes aide and total criminal a-hole Kash Patel was recently installed, as we know, by Trump in the Pentagon. And now he has been put in charge of leading the Pentagon transition to the Biden administration. Kash Patel is a Trump loyalist, as we know. He's connected to to efforts to spread conspiracy theories about Joe Biden. Uh, And he has been put in charge of this transition with the incoming Biden-Harris administration. That's according to two U.S. defense officials. Patel is the chief of staff to acting Secretary of Defense Chris Miller. And while it's not unusual for a chief of staff to take a leading role in a transition effort, uh, officials tell CNN that Patel is likely to come under scrutiny by many inside the Pentagon who are watching to see how cooperative he may be with the Biden team in providing critical information in the transition. Uh, the House impeachment inquiry, as we know, uncovered evidence that Patel, who was then an aide to Nunes, was connected to the diplomatic back channel led by Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani and the efforts to spread conspiracy theories about Joe Biden and coerce Ukraine into announcing an investigation of the former vice president. He was part of that whole thing. Thomas Muir, the director of Washington Headquarters Services, is providing the major Department of Defense support to the transition, while Patel heads the overall effort um, another that's according to another defense official Mirror is expected to facilitate office space communications and access to information so we'll keep you posted on how smoothly that transition goes since patel was trying to you know get joe get dirt on joe biden with giuliani funded by my Russians. thoughts are what
2: could possibly go wrong ag <laughs> um i'm trying to think of some sort mm-hmm. of a
0: i'm I'm more worried about their secret meetings. I'm more worried about their secret meetings about Iran, honestly, yes. uh, and and mm-hmm. what's going on with that. Absolutely.
2: It's definitely a little worrying when I think about how much damage he could accomplish um in his the final weeks of his presidency. That being said, watching the uh, you know, watching Biden's new cabinet or the his nominated cabinet speak today gave me so much hope. Um, but anyway, uh, next up, We have a story about One American News Network, uh, which I got to be honest with you, I'm so horrified by them that I can't even hate watch them.
0: (laughs) Uh, I know. They're terrible. It's
2: really, really something. I'm like, am I in the twilight zone? So YouTube has barred One American News Network from posting new videos for a week. They are in YouTube jail and they've stripped it of its ability to make money off existing content. Uh, They've demonetized all of their stuff because they posted a video promoting a phony cure for COVID-19. Um, and if you don't know, One American News Network is obviously super Trump friendly. You know, people are flocking to them and Newsmax and, you know, these further right fringe uh, organizations because Fox is too mainstream now. Oh, <laughs> oh, OANN's Mm one-week suspension from posting new videos or live streams is the result of a quote-unquote strike YouTube issued for violating its COVID-19 misinformation policy, which prohibits saying there is a guaranteed cure to the virus because there isn't. YouTube took down the video that triggered the strike. Uh, OANN is also suspended from the YouTube Partner Program, which means that... Uh, if it wants to re-monetize its videos, it will have to reapply. YouTube has a three-strikes policy before an account is terminated. This is OANN's first strike, but it has violated the pl- uh, platform's COVID-19 misinformation policy before, meaning it gets no more warnings if, the- if it breaks the rules again, just additional strikes. Uh, YouTube says it does not consider OANN an authoritative news source. <laughs> Same.
0: Thanks for that brilliant uh, <laughs> assertion there, uh,
2: You know, YouTube. on this subject, did you see that clip of Laura Ingram explaining to people that um, – It really was. It really was going to be Biden as president. And that basically she was like, you know me. I've been a conservative for 25 years. I wouldn't say this to you if I if I didn't have to tell you the truth. And this is the truth. And she was like essentially begging them to stay at Fox News and not go over to one American news network or something. (laughs) She was like, I'm so sorry.
0: Well, right. Because, you know, we know since 2016, the plan here if Trump loses the election was to start a network and he's going to probably do it with Mercer money and, and Newsmax and OAN. We know that Sputnik, which is a affiliate, is funded by the Kremlin um, and Russian state television. So it's 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 coming. I mean, that's Trump's. That's how Trump is going to make money between now and the time he runs for president again, which I wouldn't be surprised if he files his paperwork on January 21st. So put some beans on that. And did you did you hear Parlour got hacked today? So that's fun. I um, saw you tweet about that. Yeah. Uh, you, to sign up for Parlor. And I was telling, all, you know, people who were curious. I was like, don't go over there. You have to give a photo of your ID. You have to give your Social Security number. It, and and it's funded by the Mercers and and Bongino's in on it and it's a it's a it's they're they're just trying to get your information so they can spread disinformation to you. No, fuck you. I'm cool. All right. Well, they've been hacked, so now they have everything. Uh, and we don't know who's hacked it yet. But what's interesting is they have all of the DMs between all the crazy right wing people. So if any of those come out, it'll be interesting to see.
2: Uh, AKA the racism that comes out. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah. And yeah, whatever otherwise. else. Right. The the plot, the plots to kidnap and, and kill Republican or uh, Democratic governors, whatever. I mean, there's going to be so much stuff in there. It's going to be gross and awful. There have been people on Twitter who have seen it. I don't know when it's going to be released or if it's going to be released. But uh, moving on to Georgia here, Georgia State Election Board has sort of let two new rules continue ahead of the runoff Senate elections between Loeffler and Warnock and Ossoff and Perdue. The first extends the use of secure monitored drop boxes available 24-7, and the second requires counties to begin processing and counting absentee ballots eight days before Election Day. Both provisions were largely in place uh, from the primary and general elections and now will be carried over into the runoffs. Uh, The uptick in absentee voting led to these key rule changes. The rules were set to expire a few days before the runoff election, January 3rd. And rather than change what's been done, uh, the board decided the best course of action would be to continue the rules through the runoff. Uh, other news from Georgia, Trump's conspiracy theories may be un- the undoing of the Republican stranglehold on the Senate. There are now members of his base all over Parlor, who were just hacked. Congratulations. Who are advocating for Republicans not to vote in the Georgia runoff for two vital Senate seats. And we talked a little bit about this yesterday. That's why the episode was called Vote Dem to Own the Libs. Uh, A faction of Trump's base, including PACS now with ties to Roger Stone, has taken Trump's conspiracy mongering and attacks on Kemp, the governor there, and Raffensperger as a call to sit out on the runoffs. Those rumblings have been significant enough that on Monday, Donald Trump Jr. felt compelled to weigh in with a tweet in which he dismissed talk of withholding votes from Purdue and Loeffler as nonsense, adding, we need all of our people coming out to vote for Kelly and David. Uh, It's nice to know that he calls all senators by their first names, disrespectfully, at least. The notion uh, that Trump fans should boycott the Georgia runoffs as a form of punishment for establishment Republicans has resonated beyond parlor now. At a Stop the Steal rally held in Georgia over the weekend, for instance, a speaker was cheered while he attacked Raffensperger and Kemp as traitors and said, Any Republican who allows this to happen is complicit, and we will finish you. I love when they eat themselves. Uh, we will do whatever it takes to completely destroy the Republican Party. Awesome. So you don't need our help then. Anyway, Trump did tweet his support for that rally also. So that's fun.
2: You know what? I if you want to set this out, guys, we you know, this is the first thing that you've done right in four years. So fantastic job. I'm all for it. <laughs> this is something we can agree on. You should not vote in this and you should let all the Democrats vote and you should sit home. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's really interesting because, you know, this I'm really curious to see what happens in Georgia simply because this has been such an explosive situation and because the Secretary of State, um, Brad Raffensperger, has been getting death threats. You know, I mean, I know, so as have many other, you know, lowly, not not lowly, but lower public officials, like just at state levels throughout the country over the course of the last few weeks. But, I mean, this is really, I mean, they're just cannibalizing themselves in Georgia. They're going after all of these Republican officials at a time when they desperately need to win these seats in Georgia. I mean, it's all just so... It's all such a mess, but uh it's that it seems to be good for us, I would hope, and also because we have two great candidates in Georgia, you know, it's not just because they're eating themselves, it's also because we have two great people up in Georgia, so yeah, yeah,, 100%. Yay. um, okay. Last story of this segment, Uh, the computer repair store, uh, which was uh, at the center of a scandal involving a laptop that allegedly belonged to Hunter Biden uh, with smoking gun, uh, quote unquote, emails about the Biden family's foreign dealings has suddenly closed. A neighbor said the owner, "Hmm." Hmm. A neighbor said the owner skipped town, um, you know, maybe because they were running to somewhere sunny where you could avoid taxes because of some payment they received. I don't know. Uh, So the owner skipped town, according to the Delaware News Journal. The outlet also reported that 10 days after the election, a sign suddenly appeared on the store's front door to say that the shop had closed.
0: Mm, Yeah. Moving to sunnier weather or moving. uh, You know, Giuliani is under investigation for this at the federal level. And. Uh, this guy's attorney has been talking to the FBI uh, so you know skipping town I don't know I don't know where I don't know where he went or but apparently I <laughs> he uh, he shut everything down um, but you know good work Rudy uh, good work on that uh all right will you come back and join me for good news later absolutely awesome we'll be right back with news from under the radar stay with us after
2: these messages will be
0: Hey, everybody, it's AG for The Daily Beans, and today's episode is brought to you by Echelon. They provide the best in connected fitness at a really, really incredibly affordable price. Being stuck at home all the time, my gyms are closed, and that's good. We need to be at home, but I feel like I'm not getting the workouts that I crave, that to get that rush of endorphins, you know, that good feeling of finishing a workout. Uh, or beating a personal record, but Echelon prides itself on being able to help you achieve your fitness goals. Their services are amazing. One Echelon membership lets up to five household members enjoy all the benefits. I love the huge variety of equipment and programs that they offer. So Echelon, they're the ones with the connected bikes that make you feel like you're in the spin studio, but you're at home. They have smart rowers that take you down the best waterways in the world, and they have the reflect smart mirrors for personal training at the touch of a button, and there's one app that connects them all. Echelon United provides access to content throughout echelon's products they have thousands of on-demand classes available with more than 30 accredited workout world-class trainers including guests and celebrity instructors work out with echelon community and they can inspire you to climb the leaderboards and echelon has been featured in women's health cosmo time people the wall street journal says echelon has cracked the code yahoo finance says echelon where fitness and technology unite at a price you can afford and that's the key is the price you can afford so if you want to turn things around get in the best shape of your life check out echelonfit.com today All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, this is news from under the radar. These are some of the things that are sort of going, getting brushed under the carpet as we go through all this election madness or post-election madness and transition madness and GSA Emily Madness and Rudy Giuliani and everything, you know, gobbling up all the uh, the news time. But there's been some shady shit going on in Florida that I want to talk about. CNN did this investigation. We reported on it very briefly last week about these shill candidates, these Straw candidates running for office in Florida for Florida State Legislature and State Senate that no one's ever heard of. They didn't have websites. It's just been weird. They're trying to follow the dark money. And CNN has just kind of come out with a little bit more information on their investigation. And the investigative journalists that covered this were Scott Glover, Kurt Devine, Drew Griffin, and Scott Bornstein. And and here's a little bit from their story of what they found. They say, quote, a month before Election Day in Florida, a mysterious company called Proclivity, Inc., Contributed five hundred and fifty thousand dollars to a pair of newly formed political action committees in Florida. Two days later, the money flowed from the PACs to an Orlando area print and advertising firm. Every dollar of it. So here you have this this money that was donated from, I believe, a Delaware LLC. It comes into these PACs. Uh, this PAC or this company called Proclivity comes from Proclivity into this political action committee, and we'll talk about who formed the political action committee shortly. And then two days later, every dime went to a printing and advertising firm. And then shortly after that, a torrent of nearly identical political flyers seeming to intend to siphon away support for Democratic candidates by tricking voters into casting their ballots for purported spoiler candidates who demonstrated no real interest in getting elected. They weren't running to win. Um, None, for example, engaged in typical campaigning activities or raising significant funds at all. These were just to confuse voters on the ballot. In one case, the mailers appear to have helped a Republican, a co-founder for Latinas for Trump, unseat the Democratic incumbent in the state Senate race by a razor-thin margin of just 32 votes. 32 votes. And the situation, which has been generating headlines in Florida for weeks now, has all the markings of a dark money mystery. Among the key questions, according to the CNN report, what exactly is proclivity and what was the purpose or desired effect behind its generous contributions to the two fledgling PACs? And why did those PACs support unknown candidates with no party affiliation and no real chance of winning? Ooh, I know, Mr. Cotta, I know. So CNN has learned that proclivity was created in Delaware in 2019, like I said, Delaware LLC. Its president is listed in corporate filings as Richard Alexander. And attempts to reach Alexander were unsuccessful. A phone number for the company is no longer working, and its listed address is a UPS store in Atlanta. Uh, Staff from the store confirmed that Proclivity had a mailbox, but declined to provide any other additional information, citing confidentiality, that's fair. And though Proclivity's money paid for advertising ostensibly targeting Democratic voters, it flowed through a pair of packs, one of which connects to a young Republican political strategist named Alex Alvarado. Alvarado's stepfather is president of the company, paid to print the flyers. Hmm. The company is run out of Orlando, out of of a home that Alvarado's stepfather and mother own, according to records. Alvarado, a former congressional intern and entrepreneur, declined to be interviewed for this story. Records show that his firm, Alvarado Strategies, was paid more than $267,000 so far this year for its political work. Now, two Florida PACs that received the proclivity contributions were both registered on the same day, at the same time, the same minute, October 2nd at 11.34 a.m. And that's according to the Florida Division of Elections documents. One day later, one of the PACs, Our Florida PC, got $370,000 from Proclivity. The other, Truth PC, got $180,000. The PACs are each chaired by a woman in their mid-20s who appear to be newcomers to the political scene, <laughs> meaning, meaning they aren't politicians. Neither woman responded uh, to multiple messages. I think one of them is a friend of the girlfriend of this Alvarado fellow. Then uh, so no one can get a hold of them. Saria Olive, who is listed as the chair of Our Florida PC, she's like 23, once shared an address with Emily Leva, the woman whom Alvarado currently owns a house with, according to records. Olive posted a photo of herself and Leva in Facebook in 2017 with the caption, Favorite human. These are these are party girls. Uh, Leva did not respond to multiple requests for comment either. Now, some of the flyers paid for by Our Florida PC and the Truth PC contained identical language, Referencing typically Democratic themes, such as fixing health care, fighting climate change, speaking truth to power. They were circulated in at least three state Senate races in which a non-party affiliated candidate was running in addition to a Democrat and Republican. So this kid, Alvarado, Republican strategist, uh, hires his girlfriend's friend. Uh, who are best friends and they put him he puts him in charge of these packs. He opens up a Delaware LLC. He gets five hundred fifty thousand dollars from somewhere, funnels it through, buys flyers from I think his mom and dad uh, and and then who work out of their home and they they send out these flyers, these Republicans send flyers to Democrats with democratic talking points to vote for these candidates, these independent non party affiliated candidates. In, South, in a South Florida race featuring uh, the Latinas for Trump candidate, the purported spoiler candidate had the same last name, Rodriguez, as Democratic incumbent Jose Javier Rodriguez. So they just found somebody with the same last name, a Dem and a no-party affiliation right there next to, next to each other on the ballot. Um, and though he has no known history in politics and did not campaign at all, Alex Rodriguez garnered more than 6,000 votes. When questioned by a Miami TV reporter after the election, Rodriguez lied about his own identity. They were like, hey, uh, uh, we're looking for Alex Rodriguez. I don't know who he is. It was Alex Rodriguez. And Rodriguez was charged with one of two counts of felony grand theft in 2012, by the way, according to court records. He pleaded guilty, though adjudication of the charges was withheld. And in another case, Miami attorney Juan Sanchez said Rodriguez went missing after paying only a portion of what the judge ordered him to pay to a client in a dispute involving a worthless check. So this is a real cool guy. We couldn't track him down, said Rodriguez, was eventually found living in Boca Raton. He gave a sob story that he was broke and had no money. The attorney said he struggles to believe Rodriguez seriously sought to become a state senator. That would be something incredible, he said. Now, Alex Rodriguez did not respond to CNN's request for comments, but his attorney William Bariz, oh, sorry, Bar-Z, uh well, he also declined to comment. And Jose Rodriguez, the incumbent state senator who lost by 32 votes, has called for a probe into Alex Rodriguez's candidacy and who was behind it. And I would too, if he got six thousand votes and you lost by 32 to 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 somebody who's set up to be a fake left-wing, non-party affiliated candidate. Democracy requires transparency, he said in a video. This was Rodriguez shared with the media. And in order to achieve that, I believe this election warrants a full investigation. I agree. Eliana Garcia, the newly elected Republican state senator, sidestepped questions from CNN about her involvement, if any. So she wouldn't even answer. She wouldn't even say, no, I had nothing to do with that. That's interesting. Quote, I will not allow this temper tantrum to distract from the important work ahead. Garcia said in a statement yeah mm -hmm. i'm sure she's not involved at all aaron isaac who serves as a spokesperson for both garcia and florida's republican senatorial campaign committee said the committee had no connection to alex alex rodriguez's candidacy good somebody's denying it did we have anything to do with it my answer is no she said that doesn't seem did we have anything to do with it repeat the question and then say my answer is no instead of just no interesting just weird whatever Fucking Republicans. The Miami Herald, citing sources with knowledge, reported last week that Miami-Dade prosecutors have launched an inquiry into Alex Rodriguez's candidacy. And a spokesperson for the office declined to confirm or deny the existence of the investigation. Now, Ben Wilcox, research director of the nonpartisan watchdog group Integrity Florida, said he has no doubt that someone running dark money a dark money campaign impacted at least one state senate seat. Florida, he says, is so loosely regulated when it comes to financing campaigns, it's probably legal, but it shouldn't be. It's a disservice to voters, and it calls into question the integrity of our elections. That is something that we have to fix in this upcoming term. People should not be allowed— Straw candidates who have no intention of winning should not be allowed to run for office. That should be—you have have to have a certain amount of staff or something that indicates that you are actually— well, you want to be the state senator. They shouldn't allow this to happen. I don't know how to do that legally or constitutionally but it's something we should definitely talk about uh everybody stick around we're going to be right back with a celebrity guest reading of my holiday poem you do not want to miss it i promise um especially if you're over 40 all right we'll talk soon be right back Hey, everybody, it's AG. Thanks for supporting Daily Beans. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. And I absolutely love this stuff. The pandemic hasn't tested our, just hasn't, you know, it's not just about the economy. It hasn't just done that. It hasn't tested anything. It's it's shown us how important our immune systems are and how important it is to keep your health up. And that's why I recommend that you take this superfood powder. It's called Field of Greens. It's by Brickhouse Nutrition. It's delicious and you should take it every day. While other health products boast about one vegetable, Field of Greens has 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables plus It has green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. And this powerful combination not only supports heart health, but it can support a healthy immune system, a healthy metabolism, good blood pressure and digestion. Field of Greens is loaded with antioxidants, pre and probiotics. You just put one scoop in a glass of water and stir and you're done. It's get, I get everything I need in just this one scoop. So why settle for one vegetable when you can have the entire Field of Greens? Besides, nothing goes better with daily beans than a Field of Greens. And it rhymes, so that's cool. So add Field of Greens to your daily routine and see why our powdered greens have earned over 2,000 five-star reviews. So go to Field of Greens 15 dot com and get 15% off your first order with promo code beans at checkout. That's fieldofgreens15.com. Uh promo code beans. Available in two flavors, regular and wild berry. Both are delicious. Fieldofgreens15.com and promo code beans. You'll be glad you did. Alright everybody, welcome back. I have a holiday treat for you. So a couple of nights ago, the day before Emily Murphy finally signed off on transition, I wrote a hopeful poem as though it were written in the future, uh, about this transition, the lame duck president and how things are going to end up. And it's, uh, goes to the, you know, the cadence of Twas the Nightmare or the Nightmare. (laughs) Twas the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes, yes, it was. Twas the Night Before Christmas. And, um, I was watching. I was just watching Wrath of Khan, you know, which I've seen a million times, so I don't actually have to pay attention to Wrath of Khan, and I can sit there and quote it mindlessly. But I just got this idea because I I was kept reading reading articles about different Republicans who were finally, you know, conceding that you know this is over and Trump should give up and concede and come on, or at least give Biden the president's daily brief or you know let the transition begin. And I was like, this is an interesting collection of Republicans, and so I wrote a poem. And I have been gifted by my childhood hero. I don't know how else to put this. Um, He's, you know what? I'll just give him an introduction. So my gift to you this season, please welcome the incredible, talented, dreamy, brat pack, first crush, intrepid actor, John Cryer, reading my version of Twas the Night Before Christmas.
1: Twas the Night Before Christmas, the year 2020. Giuliani had lost foolish lawsuits aplenty. Michigan lawmakers tried to be bought when sedition was offered as Trump's evil plot. And even though Biden and Harris had won, transition of power still hadn't begun. But Republicans galore, growing tired of the crap, were just waking up from their treasonous nap. Early was Romney, no big surprise, and then came George Bush, who said, fuck all these guys, followed by Jeb, who went after Room Raider, And Fred Upton from Michigan, no longer a hater. Kinzinger even pushed back on the fraud. I guess not everyone's as bad as Chuck Todd. Tom Reed from New York, and then Governor Scott. Even Will Hurd cried foul on the plot. Chuck Baker, Spence Cox, Dan Young from Alaska, Frank Rudy, Condi Rice, Don Bacon, Nebraska. And who, to my wondering ears, took a bow? Concerned Susan Collins had furrowed her brow. Ben Sasse and John Curtis... Potato Dan Quayle. DeWine stated flatly the Trump campaign failed. Sununu called Trump's failed Q-Clan a cult. Karl Rove said that recounts won't change the result. Then Jim Risch and Mike Rounds and Cornyn defect. Even Rubio called Biden president-elect. More rapid than eagles, elite strike force failed, and soon they would all find themselves being jailed. First Ellis, then Sidney, then Tensing and Joe. They were already under investigation, you know. And then the most treasonous asshole blowhard? Well, his face melted off, and he was disbarred. Eventually, GSA Emily caved. The voters had spoken. Democracy saved. Then Ossoff and Warnock won their seats by plenty, and Joe was sworn in on January 20. They went straight to work, so much damage to fix, and the Justice Department indicted the pricks. And I heard Joe exclaim, We will persevere. Happy New Year to all. Because right matters here. Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: Thank you so much, John Cryer. You are my hero. Thank you for all you've done to help get Biden elected. And I appreciate all you do. Everybody check out John Cryer on Twitter. He's he's a national treasure. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. It's AG, and this portion of Daily Beans is brought to you by BetterHelp, providing professional counseling when you need it the most. Everyone faces challenges, and if you're struggling with anything that's preventing you from living your best life, don't face it alone. That is the most important thing I can tell you. I recommend you trying BetterHelp. It isn't a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's, it's actual professional licensed counseling done securely online. They'll assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist and you can start communicating in less than 24 hours. You know I've had my own struggles with PTS and I know how important it is to seek help rather than face it alone. That's the big thing. And BetterHelp services are available for clients worldwide and they have a broad range of experts in their counselor network which might not be available in your local area. And the best thing about BetterHelp is you can log into your account anytime and send messages to your counselor and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, too, so they make it easy and free to change your counselor if needed, and that's a wonderful thing. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they have financial aid available, too. So visit their website, read testimonials like this one by BetterHelp user JJ, who says, Lindsay has been a wonderful support to me as I grieve the loss of my dad this past year. She's an attentive listener who quickly responds to my messages. She asks me questions that help me to guide my own thinking and healing, and I'm glad to have her on my team. So visit betterhelp.com/dailybeans. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Daily Beans listeners: get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com/dailybeans. All right, everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Well, we're- And back with me for the good news is Mandy Reedy. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. I'm
2: good. Ready for some. Ready for some good news slash kind of confessions. It looks like. Ooh.
0: Yeah, and this these are the ones that are going to take us into the holiday weekend. So um, I'm excited about these. And if you have any good news stories or corrections or confessions from from now until Saturday that you want to share with us, just send them over to DailyBeansPod.com and click on contact. And that's where you'll be able to send all your stuff. Uh, And these good news stories, seriously, they can just be photos of your pod pets. That's fine with me. Why don't you kick us off, Mandy, with this first one? Sounds good. All right.
2: Uh, The first one is from Anonymous SheHer. She says, I'm a woman living with my boyfriend, and I'm currently still working from home while he goes into the office every day. Since we started living together, I've been very careful to try not to fall into heteronormative gender roles around cooking, cleaning, and household management. And since quarantine began, uh, I have been even more careful not to use my at-home time to cook and clean, since I firmly believe that those should be shared tasks. I also want to project to my partner that even though I am working from home, I do have a real job and I am on the clock all day. However, my confession, I am not busy at all. Work is in its quiet season right now and I spend maybe only half the day working and the other half playing random games on my phone, binging Love Island, uh, and she says dicking around online. My boyfriend is very busy at work right now and I could be using this downtime to help out more around the house so that he and I don't have as much to do on the weekends and can relax together, but I just don't wanna. I'm sitting on my butt and refusing to be the woman that cooks and cleans all day while he works. Even though, as an equal partner, now is probably the time when I should be doing those things, since I know he would do the same for me if I was in my busy season. I would just rather snuggle with the dog and watch bad TV than clean the bathroom. Good thing the dog can't talk. To, <laughs> good thing. Good thing the dog can't talk to rat me out. Picture of my co-conspirator attached for PodPad text. PodPad text.
0: Look at this dog. Oh, wait, he, yeah. This is definitely, looks guilty. definitely a co-conspirator. Guilty look on this dog's face, for real.
2: Anonymous, I don't cast moral judgments. All I do is read your stories, but your dog is very
0: cute. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is an adorable pup. Thank you for the photo. Thank you, Anonymous. Um, you are forgiven. Next up from Anonymous. He, him, good news, bad news, but mostly roundabout good news. There has been a pee tape making its way around the internet for a couple of years. It was made by an artist messing around with deep fakes but it was put out into the world as authentic for a good while. It's pretty convincing and could leave a person thinking it's real. The good news is that it wasn't picked up by mainstream media in some attempt to just ask questions and, quote, explore the issue. It's impossible to prove counterfactual, but there's no way that Fox or OAN or Newsmax would have kept it from their viewers if it were an Obama video. Tucker Carlson would have ended every show with his head cocked and said some shit like, could it be real? We can't be certain. And that's the problem. The fact that I can't look at a blurry video of a person who resembles the president of the United States, Barack Hussein Obama, watching two ladies of the night soil a hotel bed and not know if it's instantly fake is the problem it's a problem for our country it's a problem for decency it's a problem for democracy unquote that's a really good impersonation of tucker carlson anyway he says <laughs> i think it's good news that most of the news out there is not actually actively peddling lies peddling piddling so to speak
2: most of it but unfortunately not all um i'm so chipper uh let's try to take it up a notch for the next story here amanda um okay from anonymous she her uh starting the day after the 2016 election i didn't watch any news until the protests began following george floyd's murder before then i mostly just watched local news in the morning but i just couldn't deal with hearing 45's voice so i staged a boycott at the onset of the protests and the COVID outbreaks in new york city earlier this year i started watching the news all the time again almost obsessively Now that I'm back in the office most days, I just catch an hour or two in the evening. I tell you all of that to tell you this. I was totally missing out on the attractiveness of some of these contributors and anchors. Don't get me wrong. I am in awe of their expertise and their ability to break things down so that they're easy to understand for those of us unfamiliar with these topics. But geez, why did no one tell me how gorgeous Neil Katyal is? Between him, Ari Melber, Frank Fleguzzi, and Caitlin Collins, I won't be boycotting the news again anytime soon, winky face, heart eyes. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if any of you uh, who I have named are listening, you have a fan. And the fan has an adorable cat with excellent toe beans. Uh, she finishes and says, very These good, toe, good beans. toe beans. She says, for tax and maybe some penance, I am attaching a picture of my sleepy boy and his beautiful beans.
0: I had a cat like this, a little white tabby with the white markings, and his name was Ned.
2: That's a great name for a
0: cat. But those are great toe beans. Yeah, I love that. Ned? Ned, Ned was cool. I did it because of uh, the three amigos when they all go, goodnight, Ned. And I just wanted to be able to say that. Um, I could have without the movie, but there it is. His toe beans are so perfect. Okay, so we'll share the toe beans in the next newsletter. Uh-oh, uh-oh, baby pictures are next. Okay, next up is from Elise, pronoun she and her. I've never had a maternal instinct to, or want to, to want to have a baby, but when my best friend told me she was pregnant, I had mixed emotions. So excited for her, but wondering where this left me. I have two sisters who fell off the face of the earth when they had a baby, not to mention no one could get near their bundles of joy. Apparently one of my nieces was made out of eggshells and the other was made out of glass and I must have seemed like a brute (laughs) to their moms. About a month ago, my friend gave birth to her baby girl. The first thing my friend said to me when I walked in the door to meet the baby was, do you want to hold her? What? You want me to hold your child? I've never had such an offer before. So I took the baby, fed the baby, she napped in my arms and I fell in love. Now I know where I fit in. I'll be an aunt again, but this time I'll get the full experience. I'll get to help raise a baby and be fully intertwined in her life. I, was still, I will still get my lazy days of watching TV and experience the joy of raising a child at just the right distance. Look at this baby.
2: Oh, that's like, that's so nice. I really like that. Families are built in all sorts of ways and being an auntie to someone is such a special relationship. Or being a godparent or being like a close friend of a child. It's, yay. I love that.
0: And this baby is like straight out of, this is like Gerber oh baby God. territory. This is adorable.
2: Absolutely. What was that? Women who in the mid 2000s sold all those calendars of babies dressed up in costumes. Oh, they used to be at the yeah, grocery store I checkout forget. like all the time next to like the scented candles, Hallmark stores and stuff. You know what I'm talking about. But it was so yeah, popular for a while. It was, was just like what? calendars full of fat babies what in what costumes. her name? <laughs> it looks like one of those babies. That's how cute it is. Someone's gonna tweet it at us. (laughs) Ann (laughs) Gettys is that her name?
0: Yeah, her name is like, yeah, I think so. Her name was like at the the tip of my tongue. I can't. Let's see. Uh, I think it was Ann Gettys. Is that is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well job. Well (laughs) well job. Well job. Well done, Amanda. Uh, what's up next from allison who what do we have here uh
2: all right from allison uh is this you <laughs> uh Allison says you can cut that if you want by the way mackenzie um okay <laughs> next up from allison um she her she says This is part confession and part good news because it caught me by surprise. The whole saga with Emily Murphy and her refusal to do her job lit a fire in me. I've been quite vocal on Twitter and the Behind the Beans group about the oath we federal employees take when we accept our jobs and what it might mean that so many people seem to ignore it. My good news slash confession is that I discovered just how much my oath means to me. When I took it in February 2018, I teared up because it taps into something deep inside to make such a proclamation. It wasn't until it was put on full display how some members of our government will put their own wants and desires above the country and our Constitution that I realized that I could truly do everything I can to serve the Constitution and America as a whole every day I go into work. As a bonus confession, I now may feel more inclined to use our main entrance that has the presidential portrait come January, now that I won't have to look at the rotting jack-o'-lantern who was just voted out. (laughs) My pet tax is baby Yoda because, well, we don't have a pet of our own, and I just love that little alien. (laughs) (laughs)
0: nice i claim baby yoda as my pod pet tax pick i love it allison you're right yeah yeah i'm so with you on this in fact i tweeted out the other day that you know this was a small you know i'm just thinking of all the things that are going to get better and one of the small things is all of us who are military sexual trauma survivors won't have to walk past a giant portrait of a rapist on their way in to get treatment um and it it's I love that. I've been not going to the VA because of the photos of Trump there, um, and so you know it's the small things. It's the it's the little things, but that is a pretty mm-hmm. big thing. And and I'm really I'm touched by your um, your oath. You're you're talking about your oath to the Constitution. So thank you. Thanks for your service. Yes, thank you. Last good news story. You're up, Ag. All right, here we go. This is from Sarah with pronouns she and her. When people asked me what I wanted to be when I grew up, I would say an illustrator for children's books or a veterinarian. I would spend hours in my room alone drawing and coloring. I took art classes in high school and all throughout college. Somehow I ended up going down the path of education. Educating can be amazing, don't get me wrong, but I've never felt passionate about it in the same way as many of my colleagues do. My sister was always an entertainer. She sang, danced, choreographed, basically. She does all the things I would be petrified to do in front of a live audience. I wasn't sure how we were born from the same parents as she aged. she started a family or she started a family. her passions led to her led her to write. She began writing songs and poems, and eventually she wrote a children's book. She recited the entire book to me one day while we were at the beach. I thought it was so precious, with such a wonderful message about being broken yet still finding your place in the world. I asked her who would illustrate, half curious but half hoping she would ask me. Her response at the time was that she wasn't sure, and she wanted to find a publisher first. I let it go, knowing that just because I was her sister didn't mean she would automatically choose me. Months went by when one day she called and asked if I would want to uh, to take on the job. I was so excited, so overwhelmed, but completely inspired how passionate my sister was about this project so in between work and life i would illustrate here and there at a snail's pace then covid happened my last few months of work were giving lessons online without the expectation of online instruction and i was suddenly given the gift of time i spent hours upon hours of time drawing and painting little characters for her story she is in the process of adding the font to the pages we work so well together i'm not surprised what was surprising was finding all the similarities my sister and I had in common. Not only did I get to do what I always dreamed of doing, but I also have a have a relationship with my sister that is even better than I would have hoped for. Our talents came together to make something beautiful, and I can't wait until it's finished and the book is completed. Here is one of the early watercolor paintings of Shelton before he gets broken, and it's a little shell. Oh, so look. So cute. Oh, that's so great. That's so great. That's beautiful, too. I love the color and the background. and Shelton. The little blue shell, and I, I, I guess he gets broken, and then I, everyone finds out that it's okay. At mm. some point, I can't wait to see this book.
2: That's so great! I have dreams of collaborating with my um, adult siblings on a project in the future. So that's, I I love that for you. What a nice good news story to end the to end the
0: show on. Yeah, wonderful unintended consequences. Mm-hmm. So, everybody, stay home, make yourself a, a Cornish game hen like me, mm-hmm. and um, be safe please uh it's um we're in the good news segment so we're not going to talk about it we'll talk about it next week but everyone please have a wonderful and safe thanksgiving do you have anything you want to say before we get out of here mandy make good choices kids
2: (laughs) and uh you know cry yourself to sleep eat too much drink too much do what you gotta do um and appreciate being alive
0: yeah and happy holidays to everybody happy thanksgiving and We will uh, see you Monday. And until then, I'll probably put out a little, you know me. I record updates for the news in airplane bathrooms. So I'll probably (laughs) put something out. It just won't be full episodes. And I'm almost done with another episode of the book club for Andrew Weissman, Where Law Ends Mm -hmm. Inside the Mueller Investigation. We'll be talking about that this weekend, too. So everybody, until then, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of your mental health and take care of the planet. I've been A.G. I've been Mandy Reeder. And them's the beans.